You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is dedicated to the memory of Thomas Brill, a.k.a. the Red Baron, who we lost unexpectedly last week. Um, if you didn't have the fortune to meet him, he was a really kind and supportive human being. You know, he loved hardcore and he loved hip-hop and podcasts and comedy and was always down to talk about it. And, and he was super positive and always kind of promoting everything that uh, folks were doing. Um, he will be really missed by a lot of us. Um, love and, and uh, support to his family and his friends. I mean, it was cool at first, you know. Rapping about nothing. But then, like, what happened was, the people, they start to say things that made sense. I was like, get out of here, man. It's crazy to me, man. They're reading now, you know? Seriously? Yeah, and they wear the funny clothes, man. The black satchel, you know, that you put on your spaghetti. For real. I don't even know how he started, man. Hey, yo, this is my man, the Jesus, man. He's crazy. He's crazy. What's up, the Jesus, man? I was listening to this record the other day, and the girl, she said that... Her ass Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. I'm Tom. <laughs> okay. I'm, uh, well... I was uh, clearing my throat, and I'm a little nasally right now, so I'm hoping it clears up, so I won't talk like this the whole time. <laughs> Well, then, now you just did a Seinfeld, I feel. What is it with hardcore? Yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> Let's give what a shout out to the sponsors. Let's, uh, you can do it in Seinfeld voice. Oh, sponsors. Um, no, I, I, I don't think I got the full. We only have one voice actor here, mm. and that's not me. Uh, shout out to all our sponsors. Uh, run for cover records. Somebody make a noise. <laughs> Uh, Patrick, no, you need to make a noise. Close casket activities. Da-doop, da-doop. <laughs> Death Wish Inc. What? And To Live a Lie Records. <gasps> These four sponsors have been with us for quite a while. We love them. We rep them. We encourage you to go buy their wares. And to be very honest, um, keeping it short and sweet here, we like these sponsors because... Because you know those, three of them have put out music from me. Yeah, three of the four. Um, and and to live a lie, wait wait for the SWAT. SWAT seems like the to live a lie artist. Yeah, probably right. So although we'll although uh, Alan from Self Defense wants to come on here and talk like Japanese hardcore sometimes. So uh, oh, let's do it. Sounds right. good. Love to hear it. Um, all four of these sponsors do their best to support us and we really encourage you to support them instead of giving you the specifics like we always do think about this as our quick way of clearing our throats getting down to the meat so you have time to go look at their websites on your phone laptop maybe you have a like old style desktop computer all of them work go visit them buy some stuff these are the people who keep the wheels turning behind the scenes on all this music you like maybe you have like a web tv <laughs> yes, please. That uh, would please, be so if good. If anyone out there has a web TV, please send us a photo to axtogrindpodcast at gmail.com. You busting out like you bust out the the uh, the um, the remote where you have to type in the whole web right, address. It's like a keyboard, right? Oh yeah, you're right. Oh please, somebody do that. Um, thank you, our sponsor. Has to have one. Yeah, I, somebody out there does. Do you think it qualifies as what would be the 
worst behavior if you went to a friend's house and they had that pulling up like ex hamster, leaving it on for their kids or what? It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad behavior. That's right? pretty bad. Or like around the time, it, it would, or it would be one of those um, websites that you can't close. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. this guy's watching porno, porno. Like, and it just repeating. I'm with it. All right. So um, today's conversation is uh, it's not so much about bad behavior, but good behavior. Patrick, why don't you kind of walk us through this? Sure. As uh, hardcore music is getting back 12 shows a night on Long Island, uh, we thought that maybe some of you haven't, haven't been social in a minute. And that you can think? happen at, that can happen to anybody and you lose your skills. You get rusty, right? And maybe some, some among us, uh, have kind of forgotten how to behave, you know? So we thought, ah, let's just do a primer, remind people what's, what's, uh, you know, kind of standards and practices for, for conducting yourself in the world. Now, oh, I like that. Standards and practices. That's this episode. Now, granted, who are we, right? You're welcome to transgress against anything that we say. I'm not your dad. Nope. But it's kind of like guideline shit that just might be helpful to remember at times. Yeah, I'm thinking this is more, we're not your dad. We're not grandpa. Thankfully, we're not grandpa. We're like your cool uncle who's here saying, yeah, you know, like, I don't think you should touch an electrified fence. You know what I mean? Like, that's a bad idea. Welcome to I mean, go go do it. I might have, but you know. Um, so why don't we, let me see. And this is kind of, we're, we're thinking largely in the world of hardcore, but as we re-enter the show space, Patrick, why don't you kick us off with one? Okay. Um, let's talk about, uh, maybe going to a type of show that you don't normally go to. Okay. Okay. Uh, this isn't as big a thing today as it was maybe when I was a kid. But on occasion, you have, somebody that's, you have somebody that's a, a feral, you know, they're yes. kind of a, uh, they're a wild child and, uh, they're used to shows w- where you club people in the, in the head, right. Or, or you use their shoulders and faces to, to, to move around. Yes. And, and then they, they find themselves at the tiger's jaw show. Uh Oh, now, you know, in principle, you should be able to just modify your behavior. You'd think, maybe, maybe, sure, probably. But not everybody does. And nope. I'd like to say this goes the other way. If you are accustomed yes. to a basement and kind of maybe a tight-knit community or people that aren't at all into the notion of being kicked in their skulls until they have 17 concussions and can't count or, you know, their basic skills are, are lacking, then when you enter the space where that occurs, there's a tendency to get on the, on the Twitter and yep. talk about how, how bad it is, despite the fact that of your own volition, you, you got in a vehicle most likely and you, you drove yourself to that space and you paid money and then you entered. You, you went to the show. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, do, so, we have a, do we have a soundboard now? Did I? Did uh, I you know, perhaps you do. 
Party City Witch. No. <laughs> no. So um, I think this is a great one. This is a good one that translates to other pieces of life, but also specifically for hardcore, because you're right. We're talking about the soft show. We're talking about the hard show. We're talking about the thud show. Yep. There's <clears throat> acceptable behavior at all three. Um, and three is one way to look at it at all the different variations of this. This is read the room, right? That's, is that the recommendation here? Just read the room. See what's up. If everyone is clubbing each other, that's the go at this show. Does that mean it's my cup of tea? No. Does it mean it has to be yours? Nah. Not at all. But if you went to see the band who kind of says, hey, don't be a little bitch, and then it's like a drop-tuned like thud mosh, maybe that's what's going to go down. You know, I saw people talking the other day. It's probably an old tweet, but I saw the conversation happen the other day where... Somebody said, I, I really wish Dungeons and Dragons provided a, a, a nonviolent means of resolution and that the focus wasn't on, <laughs> on, on, on harming other creatures for gold, but rather talking with them. And then, okay, so that's, that's fair enough. But then it went on to say, I'm sure there's indie versions of this idea, but I really wish that D&D did it so that it was the more popular version. Now, this is a compelling question be, or a compelling conversation because you enjoyed something so much that you got involved with it, but you also hate it so much that you want it to be completely different. And I see a lot of this in hardcore. I'm not suggesting that you can't change things for the better. You know, that's cool. That's great ambition, but it, it's uh it's, it's weird. Like I don't particularly like getting punched in the face, you know, that's not like, I don't, I don't love that, but if I went someplace where everyone was punching someone else in the face, I don't know if I'd feel entitled to alter their course of behavior. Or if I would say, you know, I, I, I came, I saw, I exited. I, yep. I think that that's fair to say. And, and, you know, maybe not everybody arrives there, but, uh, I don't know. I, as in terms of show etiquette, I really don't want to tell people how to behave, but I do want to tell people to, yeah, as you said, bear in mind the example I always use, I don't have much respect for anybody's faith, really. You know, right. like w- yes. when, the, when the rubber hits the road, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm deferential to a point, but eventually I got to say it's all jibber jabber. Now, but when I, you know, if I as if I enter a temple, I I, I put on a yarmulke. You know what I mean? If I uh, a mosque, my shoes come off. You know what I mean? That's right. I, Same way as if somebody's house that you walk in and they say, "Oh, would you mind taking off your shoes?" You take off your shoes. Doesn't yeah, matter I, that I don't like taking my shoes off. It's what you, you do. Have such a big problem with it. If it is so objectionable to you, then that's your prerogative. You know what I mean? Like, well, yo. Just, so to put this moving. in the yeah, that's right. To put it in the bigger world picture, <laughs> it makes me think a lot about cultural difference. <clears throat> and this is getting too heady, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. But it's the if you go to the show where the bang is the game. Or you go to the show where everybody's just chilling and not like, yo, we don't even like mosh in here. And you want to act out of line with those behaviors. Okay. But there's going to be responses one way or the other, whatever that happens to be. 
Usually it's not fun. Usually it like pulls in entanglements. And then you're the person who's the outsider providing heavy criticism to a culture you're just, I don't know, visiting? I don't know. Is that a which weird is, thing to say? Which is okay. Totally okay. Say. Love visitors. Visit all the time, man. But but when it's the uh, – and, you know, I don't know. How, how do we pull this back into the like – Okay, what if this is somebody and you're trying to make it your home? You've decided, Pat, that you want to be beat down softy. And that you love the music, but you just think all this hitting and banging is no good and you're here to put an end to it. What do we do? Oh, I mean, I guess you can, you know, you uh, you start a zine and you devote your life to to uh, misrepresenting the culture, I guess. I don't I <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I'm, I, I'm <laughs> That's what I mean, right? Like, I, like I'm trying to present the option of somebody who's like, "Well, I love this so much, but but I also hate the fundamentals of it." It's very confusing. Tom, where are you at? Did you min- Did you windmill at the mineral show? Did I? W- yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not gonna have fun, no one's gonna have fun. Where is windmilling still in? What's where is it? Um, I don't really think so. I think um, I don't see it at all. Stage mosh, real big. Stage mosh is you. Windmilling <laughs> has taken over for, has been taken over or like uh, co-opted by crowd punching. Okay. <laughs> so it, it's just reversing the windmill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So instead of going back, throwing your shoulder out, you're just pounding on your friends. Yeah, the, it's, it's, it's swinging my arm back. I'm risking rotator cuff. Exactly. And if you so I'm just going picture, yeah. overarm, yeah. Right. Um, Full kind of yeah. Cock back. Um, yo, you guys have both had some very recent firsthand experience. So let's let's weave some of that in as we talk. But Tom, you were you were quiet for a second while me and Pat rambled. Sorry about that, yeah. No, no. Largely, what's your thought? Um if you're at a soft show, do you can you as a hard man act hard and mosh it up? Or if you're a soft man at the hard show, should you stomp your feet and be like, enough of this? I think if you're at a soft show, everyone just calm down. Don't be don't be the the veritable bull in the china shop. In terms of like uh, I've known people over the years that it's like, I'm gonna stage dive during this dashboard confessional song. You know, dudes that were like three hundred pounds doing that sort of stuff. Like, don't do that. Did I lose everybody? <laughs> no, you didn't no, lose here. I, you almost lost me with stage diving at the dashboard confessional show because I was thinking dashboard confessional show. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I was actually, here. No, not currently, but like <laughs> in the past, I've known dudes. That Bob knows the guy I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, it, it was more of a Jersey thing. That would yes. be like, cool. Yeah, man. Like on the way home, and then like some 350 pound dude would ruin something night. Um, exact dude, and then an ambulance. Um. <laughs> Don't do that, but don't also be like I, I've also noticed the like the, the person who becomes the big fish in the small pond. Don't be like the, the the tough the you know the tough guy at the soft show when you're not the tough guy anywhere else either. Oh, that's a, that's a brain disease. We could. Talk like, about I feel it. like you see that though. Like it's like I, you know, I'm not gonna like be a fucking dickhead at a madball show, but like at this fucking local show when there's like 16 year olds playing, check me out, bro. Yo, there's few behaviors I find 
more revolting because look, there's circumstances where you can recognize that you're the smallest person in the room in whatever respect and, and just absorb that. Like for example, if let's say that we're in an elevator and it's, you know, me and, uh, <laughs> like a classroom that's been separated from their teacher. I right. guess I'm the person in charge, but if I was in a different situation, I would defer to other people's leadership and pull back from that. But that idea doesn't apply when we're talking about just being a dickhead bully. You know what I mean? Like you don't get right. to be a dickhead bully to the classroom separated from its teacher. And right. then- not Kramer fighting the kids in Taekwondo, you know? Yeah, exactly. You don't get to like like do the whole thing where and Madball's a great example because I think all three of us have seen people who have been the local goon and then when the out of town is a church mass. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yep. Like, you know, it, it is an interesting thing watching people real and you know, uh, this is a more serious topic, which which actually Tom, I, I'm sure you've witnessed this uh, uh being a pr- prisoner's rights advocate with uh, Rikers. Y- you run into people who might have been the hardest guy on their block. And then they enter the big leagues of hard men and, and it's a, it's hard to compete. You know, <laughs> there's like, levels, right, like there's levels the to this shit. There yeah. is. It's like everyone in the NBA is the best basketball player you ever saw in your neighborhood. It, by then, far. Right. And then, but then you get to the, the made, you know, you get to the pros and then you're Brian Scalabrini and you're number 12, 12 that's coming right. off the bench. You know yes. what I mean? I mean, I think like, and that's, I think the same thing. It's like, yeah, like Rikers, I mean, like, Everyone there is tough, but like, you know, there's some some men and women in there that are just like, oh, don't even look over there because that will eat your soul. You know what I mean? Or whatever. You know, you might get sucked into a black hole of of aggression. Yeah. So you know. All right. So so moving to the next <sighs> for good behavior at shows, I'm going to lean right off that the black hole of aggression. I am going to encourage people. I think that we're all pent up. I think that there's been a lot of time where people aren't moshing, haven't been in a show environment. Tom, I want you to speak on this because yes. talking to our buddies in Mind Force, Whoa. they were all excited for the show in Philly, and I said, yo, couldn't be there, had a wedding, the whole thing. But I was like, yo, I'm a little scared. Alex Casey hasn't been to a show in like 18 months. He might break someone's arms. I'm not sure. Like just sure. just hang on to whatever money you make tonight from merch. Might need it for bail. So, <laughs> so my big recommendation is ease out the aggression. Don't try to let it all out at once. It's 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 better for the long-term survival of everyone in the room. Very true. Yo, tell us about that show. It was fucking bonkers. It was awesome. <laughs> it was nuts. It was nuts. Like I got there, it was like so. It's you're the knife, mind force, uh, angel Queen's apocalypse, way. Queen's way, raw, all due respect, all due respect, life. and raw life. Shout out raw life. Um, killed it, killed. Um, and then yeah, all due respect. It was their first show, also insane. Shout out, shout out, Keith. Um, yeah, Keith and, and Lumpy. Um, and then then it was Age of Apocalypse, which was, like, ridiculous. Like, 
I, I, I was joking with, with Mike Mindforce. I'm like, Mindforce has riffs that, like, when they start, people just cheer. Yes. Correct. Excalibur um, riff? People yes. Just, just you know, like, Age of Apocalypse applauding. has, like, riffs that people, like, they're almost taken aback at how good, how, like, ridiculous it is and, like, how heavy it is. And you get the, like, oh, like, that, like, if you've ever gone to, like, a live basketball game, like, the guy's got, like, a breakaway and he's going to dunk. Then that, like, anticipation of, like, this is going to be nuts. That's what, that's the reaction they get. And, like, it was, like, they got a huge reaction with people singing along and stuff, which was dope. They were, like, over the moon, like, super excited. Because I guess, like, one of the last, they played there in, uh, they played Philly, I don't know. It was like November 2019 or whatever. He's sure. And Jack from Colossus and and who obviously is an age age of apocalypse was like, dude, there were five people watching us, and this was like 600 people watching them and like going fucking. Oh like, yeah, it was awesome. It was fucking awesome. They sounded great. Uh, Queensway destroyed, like unbelievable. We maybe don't give the current Baltimore set the love they deserve. Between Queensway, Queensway and, end it, and End It, yeah, Jesus, it's pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, style. we've we've definitely talked about End It a lot, but like For Queensway sure. just like fucking murdered it, man. Like it was unbelievable. Um, the reaction that they got, Mind Force was just like, Mind Force was actually like joyous. That's cool. I believe it. Uh, the videos I saw looked wild. I mean, just because it's those dudes too, and they're like all lovable dudes. But I think like it, it was just kind of like. And I'm like, they got open with fucking Excalibur, right? And they did. And dude, you could feel it felt like like a year and a half's worth of a year and a half's worth of like tension. It was just like, oh man, thank God. And like um uh, uh Jay came out with a bottle of Moet. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, it's a celebration, all goes back. The whole place cheered. The one thing that I found was funny, and this is the only concern that I had about being back at shows. It's probably not just Philly. It's probably everywhere. But no one act like everyone acted as if like everyone saw each other last week. Like, oh, okay. No, no concerns. <laughs> nobody. And like Jay's up there. Like I was like, dude, if you're gonna do the Moet, I'm like, you have to play the set holding the bottle the whole time. Yes. Yeah, uh, like, full like Ghostface Killer, like coolest guy in the room. Like you know. And I was, you know, I was making, I was, you know, talking with Jay. I'm like, dude, he's all tan. He's got a fucking. <laughs> he was ready. Soccer jersey. He was like, he. I'm like, you're living the life. And so he's doing it or whatever. And he's like, he goes to take a drink. And he, I hear somebody go like, yo, let me get a sip. And I was like, have we not learned anything in the last year and a half? <laughs> and yo, I he, thought, I was like, I hope Jay doesn't like not thinking like hand out the bottle. And then like, you know, um. But they were great, and then and you're the night super fucking happy. Like it was, uh, you know, it was, and it was the rec release, which is banging. And, and Philly's yeah. basically home turf for them. So, yeah, like, I mean, that, you know, it's fucked up. Like watching the, all these poor bands, like put it like here's our record release show for the record that came out last year. Oh man, I, I like mean, that record was a year old. Like the fight's doing one. It's like a year and a half old. Like, <laughs> I, at what point do you just go? Eh. You know, it's <laughs> it's tough. I mean, I think we've got a lot more of those coming up. It's like uh, oh, ton, yeah, <laughs> a lot of catch up, but. But it was a great vibe, like a really great vibe. Um, so, so okay. Yeah. So let me amend. Little, little bit of the explosion happened. First show, get excited. Try not to hurt anyone or yourself. Otherwise, just uh, ride that wave of excitement for the next five or ten shows. Like, this is almost like a... Uh, is this a reversioning of hardcore? Like, yo, it's been such a dry spell. Everybody's like, yo, shows... 
I'm in. There's nobody who's like, nobody's like the too cranky, like, ah, who cares? Shows everybody's re-excited like the first time ever. I, I tend to, to think that because I think it's just like the crowds are is, are insane. And I think people are just like psyched to kind of like, there's a re, like, that's our like kind of a lot of folks socialization. Oh, you yeah. I mean? Oh, so yeah. Many. Like, even if they don't even go to the fucking show, if they sit outside and get to see their friend. Like, I saw a bunch of people that I haven't seen in, I mean, like, I didn't see Alice Casey in a year and a half. Right. I haven't seen most people in, like, forever. You know what I mean? Like, I hadn't seen uh, Jay in, God knows, since since we recorded Colossus. Right, I seen Mike right. Since before that, because Mike didn't come. You know what I mean? So it was just, like, it was, like, a, the coolest fucking family reunion. Um, show was sold out in the big room at Underground Arts. Sheesh. Yeah, there was a lot of fucking people there, and like you know, um, and literally all the ba- all the bands came off. Like I've very rarely in my life have gone to a, a show of like that length because it wasn't like oh, there's three bands and everybody went. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. that was a full show, was six bands, six bands, yeah. and like everyone got a big reaction. It was cool. It was great. I love it. I want to shout out. Um, I actually think the way that show was designed worked really well. It's a good mix. You got a little bit of local. You got a, you know, Raw Life's a newer band. Um, you have bands from other states. You have really, but really solid right at the top, like Mind Force, Year of the Knife. That's a really nice combo at the end. Like, that's right. that's good. Different Both sounds. From Baltimore. Yep. People came down from the Hudson Valley because two of their fucking stars were playing. You know what I mean? It's yep. like, it was the perfect convergence of like all. Yo, shout out. Uh, Tom, I know we're we're low key on this, but we're buying futures on Age of Apocalypse, right? Oh yeah, I'm I'm all in. Okay, cool. Yo, um, let's see, let's hit our next words of wisdom, uh, etiquette, good behavior. You got one, Tom? In terms of shows, um, or it could be Tom. Another good example would be how to conduct yourself, just maybe as a band. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of ways that I see people fucking up, but I'll let you expand on that if that's something you want to do. As a, ba- I mean, I, you know, it's I, I have like a weird. I feel like I'm not in a place to talk about that sort of stuff because it's like this is. I mean, me talking like how we ran a band in 1998 as compared to like how to run a band in 2021 is so much. Yeah, different. but I think there's still some things that cross over. Like, for example, how do you say no to an offer? politely like how do you say yes to an offer with enthusiasm like i just oh yeah i i see people doing things that uh like are just you know like mistakes anybody can make like um you know kind of like uh agreeing to a show uh without talking money you know and then where's that go you know is it shit like that so i mean i think that's tough you know talk about myself in that position too you know, because it's like, you know, I mean, and it all depends. I mean, if it's like, you know, if, if you get offered like a fucking DIY show somewhere that you know, like it's like a person putting the show on and it's not backed by anything or whatever, you're like, well, this is tough. Like, to, and and it's not, but like, there's are, there's other places that are more, you know, financially sound that it's kind of like you being able to hold back your confirmation until you figure out what the hell's going on is like you're you're ace in the hole. If you go, we're all around, totally down. They're like, cool, we can give you a buck fifty and some hummus. <laughs> and it's like, you know, in fucking Michigan, you're like, God damn it. 
you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, and I, I mean, you, it's different for you because just because you guys are like, like you're both pro bands, but like as we get older and stuff, it's like, yo, man, like we, especially with having like two like dads of multiple children in the band. Those weekends get booked up like mad, like far in advance. Sure. Facts. So I can't be like, you know, someone would be like, yeah, what, what's good with like, you know, August 14th, you know? And it's like, that doesn't seem that far. Like we should be able to, I don't know. Like there's always like, who's got a wedding? Who's fucking birthday? Who's this? Who's that? You know what I sure. mean? Like, like full transparency. We were supposed to play. We got asked to play with Madball at Irving Plaza in the city. Mm, Oof. Good show. Sheesh. Um, we were going to be like main support. It was like fucking, all right, cool. Like, you know, like it's soon, but we'll, it'll be awesome. So, you know, we worked the whole thing out. I get every, Justin even responds to a text message, which is like, I'd, I'd be, you know, be waiting for Jesus to respond to me. It would happen sooner than, <laughs> than Justin. And we're like, all right, we're cool. So I'm like about to like, you know, call the dudes back. I'm like, yeah, we're in. And Pat's like, uh, I just talked to my wife. I got a wedding that day that I can't get out of. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, and then, you know, even with the Mind Force dudes, it's kind of like between their families and their band, it's like, we're not going to be able to, like, and but and Age of Apocalypse on top of it. It's like, yep. maybe 2022. Maybe we'll have an LP by the time we are able to play a show. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, uh, I talked to a friend the other day who's got the more enthusiastic band mate who confirmed mm. them for something without really consulting anybody on the specifics. And this is not like, obviously that's something that can be resolved, but so it's not like a major infraction of some type, but like it is a way to like build up um, some of the band, some of the small stupid resentments that exist in band life, you know, is yep. to be a little too eager and, and uh, cause I, you know, I, where I'm at in life, I got a very flexible life. I, I can say, yes to a lot of shit, but some people can't, you know? And, uh, if I tried making decisions for people who can't, it would be as annoying as if they were making decisions for me all the time as the person who can, although ultimately we defer who, to who can't. So I guess that that's, that's its own type of resentment that can build up. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But like, yeah, I mean, I think something that I started doing, and I, I'm, you know, this might work for some people. So like, as soon as like, there's like, even like, you know, Hey, I have this show, this date, blah, blah, blah. Before I do anything, I get, I go, all right, is everybody on board? Yeah. Like, Before like a I desire can, to do it. Yeah. Right. Like, or availability and desire and stuff. And yeah. then I'll go back. Cause they'll be like, you know, who else is playing? I don't know. What's, you know, are, are we getting paid? I don't know. You know, like all this sort of stuff. Like, I'm not because I can't tell you, and this is infuriating for me, and I can only imagine for the other side. How many times, like I've gone, you know, someone will like ne- like negotiate with me directly, and it'd be like, all right, it's this date. You're going on second to last. Here's how much money I can offer. Here's all the stuff. Blah blah blah. blah. I go, all right, let me get it. You know, let me just double check. It. And then they're like, yeah, I can't do that. I'm like, I don't even want to get that far with people that are asking me. Like, if you can't even do it. Tell me that now, and then I won't go into the rigmarole of trying to figure out the the specifics. Yeah. Right. 
and I think a promoter would prefer that too. It's like, don't like, don't make me do all this work for you to just turn me down anyway. One hundred percent, and and it's sort of the same thing. <clears throat> um, you know, it's tough. You, you you obviously somebody who's booking a show, a band, like you said, there's at least five lives involved in a band, usually maybe four, and you got to figure things out and. This is 2021. There's a lot of people who do bands and it might be their favorite thing they do. It might be the thing that brings them the most joy, but it's not the singular. Because it's not the singular, it means they have to look at their priorities and figure it out. And you're, you're exactly right. Being upfront about that, always the best practice, man. It's just easier with everyone. And, and to put this in, do your best to be quick as much as you can with respect to others. I think it. everyone has failed with this, right? Everyone has been the last person to respond at some point with something. But if you can, be mindful. You know, that's all I'm saying. Be mindful of others when you yeah. can. Yeah, and I think something to think of and to consider, like, now imagine for, fam- for everybody, really, but for families especially, for the last year and a half, they weren't able to do everything, anything. So now the next two months of like kids being off school, whatever, like those are so compacted, filled with stuff to do that you haven't been able to do in the last year and a half. So like trying to sell it to your Wild. partner or whatever to be like, hey, I'm just going to play a, like a show um, on a Saturday night and I'll be back Sunday. Probably pretty hard sell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not not an easy one. We'll say that. Yeah. Um, yo, PK, with regards to this. Yes. Two band man. This <laughs> this is not, um, and and Tom, you can chime in too. But your bands are at a different. Pat, you're in a two relatively very active bands, so yep. you're the best person to ask for this. What is your code of conduct on priorities and what comes first? Are you f- first come first serve? What what? How do you how do you personally navigate that with doing two bands? Uh, so the problem, we had a problem a couple of years ago where both bands had records out at essentially the same time. I'll, I can't do that again. Uh, th- there's, no. th- there's just too much that gets fucked up in that. Um, you know, I have a great, uh, obviously drug church is important to me, but self-defense is a lifetime project. So like at the, when the rubber meets the road, it's going to be uh self-defense. If there's an opportunity there, I'll probably take it. Uh, it also, because self-defense does less. So it's not like turning down a drug church tour is, but, uh, Oh, we, you know, if I turn down a drug church tour, we got four more that year. Uh, whereas self-defense might do one long tour, one short tour, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, and, so therefore I would prioritize self-defense in most circumstances. Now self-defense makes less money. So that's, you know, like, uh, but I don't really care about that. And, and, and but the drug church guys might, you know, they, they might, they might go, you piece of shit. You what, you know, and you're talking about other people's money when you take these things off, you know, and, and uh, obviously that's a headache, but uh uh, you know, people people got to fuck off sometimes. Patty, Patty, going to do what Patty does. 
So Tom, maybe Pat's the wrong person to have asked that question to. Because yeah. I was hoping for like a little bit of a thoughtful, well, you know, it's tough because here, Tom, pretend you're me and I'll pretend I'm an alternate, I'm a variant version of Patrick. Right. So so Pat, you know, given that you have, you know, two bands really, you know, yeah. pretty active. Uh-huh. Um, one, I think you hold, you know, one's clearly more popular than the other at this point. Yeah. Drug church is huge. But one that you kind of hold closer to your heart. Right. You know, you get two, you know, comparable offers. Right. You know, who, who gets prior, who gets priority to you? It's a great question. Uh, probably the one who came first. But, you know, of course, I'm always going to be respectful of my bandmates and uh, just really weigh out the whole situation holistically. You know, I, I come on here and act a certain way. But, you know, a drug church is a huge, huge, huge part of my life and I love it. Um, and self-defense is, you know, a pretty big part of my life too. So, you know, it's never easy, but it's something you got to work through and try to be delicate to everyone around. Pat, how's that work for you? Patty going to do what Patty does. I'm more of a character. <laughs> I mean, right. so Pat, can I ask you a, a personal question? Certainly. It's not even personal to you actually, because okay. I know, you know, you're working on the mill. Um, so if I had to guess, drug church dudes don't really have to work. Self-defense folks have to work like day jobs. Is that a fair assumption? No, drug church uh, still has to work this year. This year, I mean, this year is kind of like um, we're going to be touring so much that uh, that nobody's going to be a able to work and b. I don't. uh, No, they don't have to work. I mean, if we if we're touring on a cycle and it's like in the middle of all those tours, no, I suppose not. You could eke out a shit life, Um, but you know, it's not like look. For for people that don't know how this works, like, uh, and that's not you, Tom. I'm just making it clear to everybody. The, the the these acts that who did I see? Like, oh, Bloodhound Gang. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to take it in that burn, direction. Motherfucker, yeah. burn. Uh, Listen to it yesterday, Tom. Um, Bloodhound Gang. Bob, it's do you have so Spotify open in front of Yep. Bad touch. How many? How many? How many plays on that? Let's see. Hold on. Let me type it in. I'm guessing almost nine figures. Uh, uh, okay. Um, okay. Give me an exact guess, both of you. I'm gonna say uh, ninety million. Okay, Tom. Yeah, I was gonna say like closer to a hundred. Tom, you there? Million. Yes. He's cheating. Can you hear me? He's saying over a hundred. Um, one hundred eighty-three million seven hundred seventy-one five hundred seventy-seven. Yeah, we can hear you now. Yeah, yeah, we heard <laughs> like you. So you were you were closer than Patrick. But so, yeah, I mean, the yeah, guys, like they 12, were double. 12 US dollars have been, have been generated. So uh, here's the thing. That's, those guys probably are chilling. Everybody else, not chilling. So, uh, you know, dr- Drug Church is a touring act that this year will be able to be a full-time eat-off-it touring act. But I don't, unless we're getting like a lot of placements in, in oh, I guess we should talk about that. There's... There's Thanks. bands that people that like this uh, podcast listen to who their merch sales are basically enough to pay rent. And then they kind of have to hope yep. that hope that they get a placement on in some in something, 
you know, like whatever it is, like a Tony Hawk or, you know, not, that's not a good example. Cause I don't even know if that really paid, but like, you know, um, we've talked about it. You get a Victoria's secret catalog or you get a Victoria's secret, uh, uh, online ad. They pay you $10,000 and yep. there's some bands in our, you know, adjacent to our world, not far off at all who, uh, who, uh, they kind of rely on this sh- sort of shit to at least some degree. And, uh, but that's not the world that I'm in, but maybe who knows, you know, I, I could use some more money. Uh, I mean, did I, Oh, sorry. <clears throat> go on Tom. No, I was going to say, did I ever tell my Chelsea Wolf story? Oh no. Did, did, no. Are you, I thought I did on this. Did I not? I apologize if I did. Did she grab the I mic told- when you guys were playing in Florida and she was only 14 and you're like, who the hell is this? <laughs> like, wow. She sounds incredible. No, <laughs> Chelsea Wolf. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was Chad, but and I was like, he's like, hey, I'm 13. I'm like, this is fucking weird. Oh, so speaking of, um, of you know, of Chelsea Wolf and kind of that, like having like your song and something. I had a buddy. He works for a channel, um, a cable channel that I forget which mo- which show it was, but it was like one of these like the ch- a child is dead and, he, and we're trying to figure out who killed this kid or whatever. It's like one of these fucking like dramas on like Annie or whatever, right? So he was like, I need a very slow, depressing song, preferably with a female singer. Right. And I was like, you know what you could do? I was like, I was like, Chelsea Wolf has um, she does a cover, You Are My Sunshine. Oh yeah. So oh, I was yeah. like, if you you can use that or whatever. And like they pitch shifted it so it was even slower and like even more depressing. Right. Wow. And like for that, she got like 15 grand. Yeah. I didn't get anything. So Chelsea, if you're out there. <laughs> no finder's fee for Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 5%. Yeah. I mean, guest list even. I don't even give a shit. Like, you know, yeah, yo, like that. a nice dinner. Get, buy me some tacos, right? Keep putting out records and like maybe you get me into a, like the next time you play like Terminal 5 or something. That's all. True. It's 95%. True. Poor behavior, Chelsea Wolf. All right, Pat and Tom. Is there any band behavior that you want to encourage on stage as we re enter the hardcore? Uh, missive here. Um, okay. <clears throat> so we're always talking about uh, kind of like the very the, the blatant inclusion stuff. You know, like let, let's get different types of faces at these shows. Let's let's have different people in bands, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that uh, some small. Uh, I think I think people on stage who maybe not maybe aren't even parts of those communities can just be less lame about it, and I think that that would go really far. Like, it's one thing to sort of like you know uh, girls to the front sort of shit. I think that that still has a place, maybe, but I think that I think that there is some. I think a lot of, let me just be frank about this <laughs> guys that look like me can get really clumsy trying to be the wokest dude in the room and, True. and it can look p- pretty clowny to the people that you're trying to be supportive of. <laughs> so I think that the coolest way to make a show cool for everybody is to just give that vibe off from fucking the moment you touch the stage is to just un, like, and you see this with the best performers, right? You see this with, with, with the best front men is front people, pardon is yep. you, you, 
you don't need to say anything. You just have a welcoming vibe in in whatever type of you could be playing the the most aggressive type of like snarling beatdown, you know, and you can still have that. I'm glad that this person just ran across the stage energy. I'm glad that I helped this person who was uh, a sloppy stage dive. You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> like, right. And all of that shit, listen, take me for what I'm worth as the fucking standard issue white guy, but talking to friends, all of that shit goes way further towards an inclusive space than some of the kind of more ham-fisted uh, verbalized Clumsy attempts. Yeah, you know, so... I, I think that even if you're the biggest, like, hey, we're we're pieces of shit, scumbag, alienating band that wants to play aggressive music, even if you're that, I think there's a way to do that and also make it clear that you care about the people who paid money to see you, at least insofar as you don't want to see them injured and you don't want to see them in whatever capacity discriminated against, whether that's by fucking un- doubtful, but people in the audience or more likely security. So you can give off that vibe without necessarily saying it in a word. And I, I would like more of that. I think the best example of that, as we, as we've probably discussed a lot is, you know, turnstiles got the best vibe. That's just like an undeniable fact. You don't no got to love turnstile to be like good vibe on that turnstile. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so they've got their live shows are magnetic. They pull in people of all, Look, of all variety. Well, yeah, precisely. When you go to a turnstile show, you're going to one of the most varied shows in hardcore. There's no doubt. And, and it doesn't feel calculated. No, that, Tom, you nailed it. That's my that's my point. Is that there's no, it does not. And look, it's not forced. It's not. It's, it's not correct. pushed out. It's not cynical. It, and, and therefore, I feel like that's why it works. Everybody, <laughs> that's that's why it works because it's not. It doesn't feel like they're trying to get one over on you and try to. Uh, ride a moment for for uh, more fans. It feels like, yeah, this is who they are at the core, and it comes through. And I'm sure that's who many of you are. So, it, don't do the clumsy white guy shuffle of trying to fucking give shout outs to everybody in the world, accommodate everything. Just try your best to be respectful of your crowd. And if you do that, I think that you're going to find that you cultivate a pretty diverse audience. True, I'm with it, like that energy. Um, also, more stage Someone's diving. Microphone's making noise. What's that? Someone's microphone seems like it's like rattling noise. Oh, uh, like I'm I'm actually. It's funny. I'm guilty this time. I, I'm. Yes. I'm. I didn't want to throw you out there, but yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm. It's your turn now. I. Uh, my bad. All right, everybody's guilty sometimes. It's um, true. So yeah. Th- anyway, that's my spiel on that. Uh, everybody, uh, do your at home edits, uh, for, for my microphone jiggle. <laughs> um, all right. You know, hardcore. Otherwise, I actually think in a lot of ways, uh, the, you know, pandemic was good. You know, all those records you've been ordering, all the mail order you've been doing. That's been really good. Uh, low key. I don't know if people realize, but like we're seeing a bunch of really cool, small labels starting up who are kind of doing cool stuff of a different variety. Um, I'm talking about Blind Rage. I'm talking about Convulse. I'm talking about our buddies' alternative labels. I'm talking about all the labels that are our sponsors. I'm talking about the Steadfast Triple Bs. 
Uh, I'm talking about just a lot of stuff that's cool. I'm talking about the uh, Not For The Week records who did that Lethal Means LP I love. There's just so much good shit out there. Keep supporting, and I think people made a more active effort. This is a question for you guys. Did people make a more active effort to discover new music because they couldn't go to shows? It felt like that to me. Say that again, Bob. Did people make what? It felt like people made more of an active effort to discover new music over the pandemic. Yes. Uh, Listen, uh, our numbers were good through the pandemic, and people have come up to me and told me that they just straight up needed some type of like regular feed of hardcore uh, through this time that they didn't have it. And in whatever, you know, we're not talking about new music every every fucking episode, but we talk about it enough that there's people that are getting a little bit of a drip feed and, and it and it's it helped. And for that to be the case, I have to imagine that there's plenty of people who don't listen to us who are just going right through Bandcamp, going, you know, whatever they got to do to find new music that excites them. Uh, so, yeah, I think that there was a ton of that. So keep that up. Keep that up. I know it might be tempting to uh to forego some of that those activities for other activities which with that too please you know go live life but uh but yeah like this support there's a reason labels are doing more there's a reason things kind of are on this weird groundswell it's not like things weren't happening five or six years ago but as we've kind of discussed it seems like it's bull market for every type of hardcore you could imagine yes that's wild. That's wild. It's it's only can make for good things over the next year, two years, as long as people keep pushing. So, shout out to shout out to nice nice eras. Um, yeah, you know, Tom, you you feeling that? You seen a lot of people kind of pulling into new things. Oh yeah, I mean, I've bought more records in the last year and a half than I have probably in my entire life. Right, right. Well, you know, and I think people need to fill that kind of that hole. And I think it this this is. As terrible as it's been, you know, for most people, but the rich, um, I think it kind of helped people prioritize certain things. And like, you know, you realize, like, you go to like a show and you're like, "Fuck, I really, actually, really miss this." For sure. And I can't tell you how many people are like, "Eh, whatever," you know, like it's hardcore, man. It's just like whatever. And then like get back to a show and like, motherfucker, like this is, you know, like I, I still really love this. And like I took it for granted when it was every week, but now that I went fucking sixty weeks without it, like God damn, I needed this. Yeah, you know what I mean. No. And like even like we were saying, like you know, buying records during the pandemic and stuff, like and and tied into that Mind Force show. Yeah, like they played that. They hadn't. They've never played anything from Swinging Swords live. Yeah, that's crazy. Right, <laughs> right. So now imagine the first time you play a goddamn song live, it pops off like it's your greatest hit. Damn. I didn't even it was think all, about they that. They played Swing and Swords, and it was like it was like that and Excalibur and Nightmare were like the fucking. It was nuts. You know what I mean? They were like, I had asked. I was like, Have you guys actually played these songs live yet? And they're like, No. Wow. Holy shit. Well, hey, friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. 
So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Hello out there. Yes, hello out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy to think about that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody who had those new records, they're going to get a chance to see bands, see shows. Um, all right, who, what else? Who, what else is on the block here? Give me some good stuff, guys. Pat, did you did you talk about the Long Island, the L.A. show you went to? Oh, no. I have not. Do we want to touch on that? Yes, go for it. Wait, no, quite... so it wasn't L.A. I missed. I, I'm not Ventura. Yeah, don't, don't don't disrespect Ventura. I'm yeah. not good. I'm, so I apologize. Uh, Ventura County. Yeah, that's it's its own county. As I, as I understand oh, yeah. it, that's the 805. I think I heard 805. That yes, it is. Uh, just up from Oxnard, Oxnard, part of Ventura County. Mm, uh, dro- yeah, drove, drove through. Part of Ventura County. I've been to Ventura County then. You got it. Good spot. So, so go. Uh, it was the Dead Heat record release, right? It's a big one. Uh, big. And it was the really great local energy. Like, and I, 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 Dead Heat is obviously at this point like a national act, but this was perfect local energy. Uh, really fun. Like maybe like a quick quick fist fight, uh, but nothing that wasn't handled quickly. Was that you and Eric? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I uh, I shouldn't. People that saw me there are going to laugh at the fact that I'm talking about the show because I watched it w- with two homeless people outside of the show. Uh. There was, <laughs> there was a glass, there was a glass, um, partition because it's, it's like an outdoor tavern bar thing, whatever. And there's this glass partition, uh, that you can see onto the, you could see f- from it to the stage, or you could see from the stage to it. Right. Uh, right. And presumably it's for when this place has, you know, dining, people are dining or having drinks. They can look out in this little, whatever, this little promenade sort of thing, whatever. And, uh, I watched it from there, uh, which, like I said, I, I, I watched it with people who were struggling, you know, and, uh, it was really, really 
really fun, really fun to watch. Uh, I got to give it up to regulate. Yep. I straight up. And uh, now uh, I, you know, when you can be trying to pay a dude a compliment and you don't know how he'll take it. They are a few bangers away from being such a fucking force. They are a really good live act at this point. Yep. Uh, Seb, super dynamic. His voice is so much better than it deserves to be. So much. Like, <laughs> I don't it, understand what that means. It means that like he's doing something that doesn't require good vocals. And yet his vocals are great. So uh, after I heard him, I was like, ah, he, I really should have tapped him to sing on that drug church record. Because his voice is like just way more tuneful than mine. It's I will be shocked if he doesn't end up doing like a quicksand or orange nine sounding thing at some point, whether it's in the confines of regulator or or, or otherwise. I mean, his vocals, you're, you're not, what you're saying is not wrong in any way. It's he's, he's so he's got so much vocal range. Yeah. It's really do so much. Uh, so he backflip and landed on the mosh part, <laughs> so, which is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So here's the thing: they are they just need some fucking a couple a couple bangers. I felt like their last record, I enjoyed it a lot, but it only had like two bangers and one that really stuck out in my mind is like, oh, this is a great song. You fill you do an EP that's four of those, you're fucking in every conversation, you know. So I I enjoyed the shit out of them. Um, talked with friends. Uh, How you were behind the? Pl- uh, Did you it, make friends with those two gentlemen? Yeah, or? <laughs> yeah. The dude that the, 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 the dude that uh, he said, uh, "What band is this?" I said, "Dead Heat." He said, "Dead Meat Sick," and I said, "Yeah, yeah, it is." Um, so is yeah. this like? Are you trying to keep up the the whole like the 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 gimmick that you're you'll never be inside the same room as Dead Heat plays? <laughs> like you'll hear them. I forgot that you'll that hear them. You'll watch. Thing. You'll enjoy. You'll it. think they're the greatest thing, but like you'll never actually be physically in the same <laughs> room. Yo, I forgot that that was a thing. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't. So I have to apologize for it all the time. Oh fuck! Listen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's what I'll say. Uh, Dead Heat was absolutely great. They they were fucking wild. They were so good. Like so so I, good. Everybody had told me that the new record is good, but I wasn't I wasn't seeing like that sort of emphatic praise and, and people losing their minds. Yo, people fucking lose their minds. <laughs> like people like see them live. They're, and yo, Eric paid them pro- possibly like the best compliment. Uh, both him and I went with him and Mac and they they both over the moon and did they go inside the show? They did. Yes. They, yeah. They were texting me being like, "Where you are you?" Do not want to pay like I I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> was it like too rich for your blood Patty gonna understand. do what patty does yeah exactly and and trust me you're not the only one with questions people that i knew that saw me from the other side of the glass gave me the what the fuck are you doing look you know <laughs> so, so sounds uh, right at any yeah. rate <clears throat> i'd love to know the uh i did not remember the bit where i don't watch dead heat that's a great bit that i accidentally maintained um that you listen and you hear the whole set yeah yeah, but you don't actually. You're not physically you in the same. It. So, yeah. I, 
uh, they were great. And I think it might've been Mac actually. They both, both Eric and Mac loved the, what they saw, but somebody said, yo, I think that that's, I think they're almost there on being the thrash act. And, and th- they, they compared them favorably to when uh, the early, uh, <clears throat> early days of power trip. And I thought that that was about as nice a compliment as you can pay anybody. Really uh, Absolutely. So, Yo, honestly, that world, uh, Dead Heat's killing it. Enforced. Yeah, Enforced killing, killing it, it. Killing it. And there's some other acts. Drain part of that? Because I think Drain is part of that. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what? The only thing that Drain has slightly different, they just are coming at it f- with like just a little different energy. Yeah. But, but sonically, it's right in the same boat. Sure. Yeah. So I, I had a great time. I thought it was. Uh, uh, even with my like asocial strange, at one point I I laid in the park and and uh, uh, observed like enjoyed a, a woman who had a dog that climbed trees, and <laughs> so uh, watching w- w- watching with two friends a dog that climbs trees, and then the woman whose dog it is comes over and and says amazing right and, I, and we say yeah you know it was crazy the dog just climbed a tree, and she said. Uh, how about you give us a dollar for his dog food? And I said, oh, shit. Everybody out here has got to fucking hustle. <laughs> like every, Everybody is running some type of thing out here. Uh, but the dog was climbing trees. Yo, yo, really quick for the Axe Ground audience, I occasionally get questions on how's Eric doing? Where's he at? Is he good? Are we worried? Is he coming out of we the cave? Car now. Uh, he, he's watching every Quentin Tarantino movie and playing Grand Theft Auto every night. Okay. That's pretty good. The, well, he's got a month off of work, so he's he it promised works. that he was going to go to the beach and shit, but he hasn't done any of that. He's just played Grand Theft Auto. Yo, that's so funny. I was literally thinking about you and him because I was like, I was at the beach today. I'm at the beach a lot. And I thought, yo, fucking Pat probably hasn't gone to the beach since you moved to Los Angeles. No, I haven't. Uh, I might go. So I'm, I actually, sorry for everybody that finds my train story is fucking painful. I've got another seven legs on my, uh, rail pass and I've got like 17 days to use them. Yep. So <clears throat> I am probably just going to go up to Ventura and chill. That's how much I enjoyed Ventura. It's a great place. Um, I love Ventura. Uh, how far is that from LA? Hour. I yeah. mean, from where Pat lives, from where Pat lives, the funny thing is it's further than an hour, but the fastest way to go is to take PCH and cut through Santa Monica and Malibu and all that. And you eventually, it's, it's nice because the other way is you go up the one Oh one and you have to go through the whole Valley through Westlake village, home of strife, and then down the grade into Camarillo through Oxnard to Ventura. But the other way, you can cut across the PCH and just do that. But he's taking a train, so he'll get a nice view anyways. Yeah, I, I'd like to see the ocean a lot. Yeah, yo, the the Amtrak station's right at downtown Ventura. Get yourself a nice – treat yourself. You know what I mean? Making big gains in life, go down to the ocean. It's nice. Yeah, um, I, I, I wanted to point out that uh, he did say – this is Eric I'm talking about <clears> – <throat> He did say that uh, he relies on shows to restock his uh, his shirt, uh, the, the, the like his, his wardrobe, you know, his clothing. Yes. And uh, without shows for a year, he feels that his shirts have actually been worn out 
uh, which I don't understand how that works exactly, but I didn't question him. And instead, uh, I just complimented him on his new Dead Heat shirt. It's a nice shirt. Someone pointed out that he wears the same Chromex shirt every day. Uh, I think he's got two. Was it? Is it the best wishes one? He wears uh, the best wishes one often. He might actually. I think it was the best wishes one. He does. You guys love to do the like, hey guys, ask me some questions, like influencers. Um, <laughs> they do. And then it's, it's the random, it's the ramblings of two madmen. Um, and he, you know, someone's like, you wear that shirt every day. <laughs> and he's like, I guess I do. And then he compared it to the <clears throat> the Venom symbiote. So, <laughs> yeah, um, right. It's, it's, yeah, which I appreciated. I'm going to see if he's in the building. Tom, did you catch the weird story where Patrick was lying face first on the ground? What appeared to be smelling a pool? Did you see this? Yes, I did. We have to find out why he was doing that. It was really abnormal behavior. We need to get him some kind of professional help. Well, you know what the problem is? Is I think he desperately needs a flight to Australia. Um, or a, lo- a slow boat ride there. We'll see what happens. Hold on, everybody. I'm back. Eric we got report- the man joining us himself. Uh, well, he reports that he has two Cro-Mag shirts. I know he's got two AF shirts. Uh, mm. Oh, he's got, th- he's got three agnostic front shirts. <laughs> Is he just <laughs> showing them all to you? Like, I picture him wearing a uh, uh, one of those trench coats, and he's got it open, and it's his entire wardrobe in there. No, right now <laughs> he's dressed like he's in the movie Singles. Okay. All right. I mean, hey. yeah, I'm with it. He can do that. Watch me on pick. Yo, PK, uh, while we're waiting for Eric, um, he posted. Are, are, we f- wait, are we waiting on Eric? Oh, He's I thought. Here. Oh, okay. We're not. Okay. Then moving ahead. He posted a photo of you laying fa- face first on the ground, fully clothed, with apparently s- listening to a pool. I don't know what you were doing. Can you explain? All right. I, well, there's a. This is a sensitive podcast. So we don't. We don't like. Uh, there's, there's words we don't use, but there, there, there's like a there's a sensory stimulation habit that people with autism tend to have. Uh, it's not confirmed that I'm autistic, but my mother says yes. Uh, and I really have it when it comes to water. Like if you just put me in water, I just do weird things like touch the surface of the water a bunch. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's a nice feeling. Yeah. You know, just sort of like, and if I'm in the ocean, people think that there's something like very wrong with me. Cause I'll just stand there getting hit by waves for half an hour, you know, like, it, but it was me then that loved the waves, right? It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're good. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I got a water thing and I was testing the water with your nose <laughs> yeah, with my nose. Yo, like logical explanation. And what I hope you, you explain if anyone else asks you this, not, not Tom and I who, who genuinely care for you. Oh, you know, there was something stuck in the filter. I had to check it out. I was trying to hear, see what was stuck in there. <laughs> Try that next time. Easy. Try that instead of, yeah, my mother says I'm autistic and I like to touch water a lot. <laughs> Yes. Yes, okay. definitely. All right, guys. Yo, right, like you, were, you had to get down to like grab the the thermometers like halfway down the. Pool. Yeah, that, that's what it was. No, I was getting a frog a out of read. the out of the filter. So that you like testing the pH to bring this to hardcore world. Like the photo of Guy from Fugazi hanging between upside down through the basketball hoop. Mm-hmm. Less weird. Yeah. Less weird photo than you laying on the ground with your ear to the water of a of a nice pool that would look like a nice pool. Hold on, can can I throw an ad lib in here? <laughs> Why not? I'm going to pee while you guys quiz Eric on which uh, New York hardcore shirts he has. So just name a band and he'll tell you if he's got that shirt. Yeah, or yeah, not. yeah. We'll get there. Put him on, <laughs> Eric. You there? What's up, guys? 
Eric, hey, we're not going to do that thing Patrick just said. <laughs> I mean, you can do that if you want. Okay. We're going to do the... What was Patrick doing with the pool? Was that too weird to you or what? It looked like he... It looked was like he, he was commuting? testing the temperature with his face. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, you haven't been to the beach yet, I heard. Um, not not like I've been I've been to the beach since living in California, but not like not not, not recently. In a couple weeks. Okay, okay, okay. Have you gone in the ocean yet? No, haven't gone in the ocean yet. I, from mm. what I understand, the ocean out here is very cold, much like uh, back in New York. No, that's that's well, kind. Yes, yes, and no. The water is starting to warm up by now. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go in. Um, All right, maybe just, I'll go it's, this it's the same thing. Yo, you, you're going to live in California for long enough that uh, you'll start wearing a sweater when it's 60. You know what I mean? So, so you oh, can I go in the that. water now. It, yeah. It's it's probably in the upper 70s right now, and I got a flannel on. All right, Tom. I want to ask you an Eric question. Sure. Let's do the guessing game. Mm. How many Marauder shirts does Eric own? <laughs> I think he owns – so this is Eric before he, he lost all that weight and stuff. Mm. He has the big man's Marauder shirt that I also have. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, which is the Life is Pain shirt. Correct. Yes. Oh, speaking of like – You I, have to be over like 250 to carry. Yo, I said yeah. why hasn't there been – you guys are familiar with the company Life is Good? Yes. Why hasn't someone made the bootleg Life is Pain – Marauder shirt in the life is good style. With like, come on, <laughs> come on, bootleggers, get it. All right, so he had the Can big man shirt. That? Confirmed, right? You had a life is pain shirt, Eric. Me, yes, confirmed. I do. I have that shirt. Okay, great shirt. I have it in the double XL also for the extra big man feel. Right, I feel like you have to like. There's a weight requirement for that that you don't made it. You don't meet anymore. Uh, maybe not, else. but uh, I, I still like to. I definitely still like to rock it. It's a great shirt. A great shirt. Um, you have a sheer terror shirt. No, actually, I don't have any sheer terror shirts. That's really? shocking. Yeah, oh, we got to no, get you that, on that. Okay, they've never had a design that really like I I that really uh, struck a chord with me. Huh. I understand. Yeah, um, you have you have two Chromag shirts. Yep. Do you need a third? I'm open to a third for sure. Would you wear a tie dye Chromag shirt? No, I don't. I was talking to Pat about this the other day. I, I you, you won't, you won't catch me dead in tie dye. Interesting. Okay. I don't. I'm not. What about the Chromex shirt that looks like kind of like a bro affliction shirt? <laughs> <laughs> like a. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. I no, I know exactly the one you. That mean. has like life of my own, like across the chest, like <laughs> across like your neck piece. Really? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's 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 too Ed Hardy for me. Got it. Okay. Let's see. Um, you have three AF shirts. That's correct. Um, let me think. I have. The original cause for alarm cover art. I have the one with the skinhead carrying a flag that says New York hardcore. Uh I have the United blood one. Oh, Uh, okay. Good. Yep. I think, yeah, three. Now, do you think you need an AF skinhead shirt with the boots? (laughs) Classic. (laughs) It would have been funnier if I rocked it last year when I had hair down to my shoulders. Right. But I think you could pull it off. Like now, Tom, tell me this. You see Eric as he is now with an AF skin. We might need to beat it up for you. It needs to look a little little worn in. But like if I'm seeing Eric walking around with that, I'm like, yo, what's that dude's deal? Was he a skin? I'm not sure. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking like you grew it out after like once you completed parole. Yeah. Mm. Yo, what, what what crime would Eric have gone to jail for? <laughs> Embezzlement. Oh, yeah. Investment? Right. Embezzlement. Embezzlement. <laughs> Embezzlement. Oh, okay. What were you gonna say? Smart enough for that. What are you gonna say about the shirt? 
so I picked up the third the third AF shirt I picked up recently at Generation because a lot Shut of up. those dudes just go down there and just like like a lot of those dudes just bring their stuff down there like they're like there's rat bones shirts for sale at Generation. Yes, there are. <laughs> Yo, they, who needs a rat bone shirt? Should I get a rat bone shirt? I don't think I need one. <laughs> I mean, it'll be the end of the podcast, but <laughs> true. All right. What other New York bands? All right, Eric, do you own a breakdown shirt? Yes. That's uh, a shirt that I uh, exercise in. I have my street fight where actually, wait, I have two breakdown shirts. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. All right. That's good. Um, do you have a killing time shirt? No, don't have a killing time shirt. Where do they oh. fall for you? Are you in? What's that? Where do, do you, do you enjoy killing time? I love Killing Time. Okay. Yo, I have a Raw Deal shirt, The uh, one of the old ones. Um, yeah. It says NY and it says Raw Deal. The back has got a photo and it says No More Games. That's a good one. I think you might be able to fit it now. Can you fit an L, like a traditional large right now? Yeah, and you know, I'm in this I'm in this awkward phase where like an XL is a little too baggy, but an L could be a little might be too tight. snug. Yeah, yeah, this is I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mince words. It's it's on the medium side of large. Yeah, it's an '80s large, right? It, right, large. right. It's, it's yeah. So, um, but I'm gonna send it to you because uh, you should have it. It's a good goal shirt. You know what I mean? I see you. Okay. I see you okay. putting in the hustle, working on your aura. You know? Oh, it's it's going in. Yeah, I'm at I'm at um, my goal right now for a while. I have time off from work is twenty thousand steps a day. Yo, oh. I love that energy. All right, where the hell's Patrick? Here he is. We got to wrap pacing around the room like a lunatic. Thank you. I'm back. Yo, did you did you guys know Eric was such a head, bro? Of course we did. Okay. Oh, right, of course. He's in. Yeah, we know. Not playing games Sh- out here. Shout out worst possible timeline. Uh, I'm excited. He said that you guys are uh, going to have a guest host for the episodes while you're gone. Is that correct? That's that's the rumor. I hope I still get paid. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Better. All right. Um, anything else? Who is the guest host? Is it the same person or is it rotating? Uh, supposedly it's the same or is person. It Bob and I, it's not me. No, 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 no. What was the answer, Pat? Uh, I, I think it's a big reveal. Yeah, it's so a secret. It's But it's it's not me and it's a single person. So we'll we'll... We'll keep that one. Everybody needs to tune their dials to the worst possible radio station. <laughs> um, when does it start? In October or whatever? September? Yeah, October. Uh, middle of September. Well, October. Yo, what if this uh, is low-key Eric's move to just kind of phase you out? I think it is. I mean, that's possible. He's cutthroat. Uh, when if the we were discussing, when are you going to Australia? Uh, it is completely TBA because uh, no yeah. disrespect to you Australian <laughs> listeners, but you're your government really fucked this one, man. Uh, it, they have no idea. They've changed their mind three times up till now. Uh, the last thing that they said was uh, middle of next year. Stop. Now, nobody. Yeah, that's exactly. Nobody really believes that. Okay. But it, it is a very, I mean, there's these partners of parts pages. I think I've told you on like Reddit and shit. People yeah. are straight jumping off of roofs because there's people that have been separated from the, like the father of their children. You know, like right. all sorts yeah. of bullshit. So, and then uh, the, um, like the, I, I guess like the, the, whatever they call the governors, whatever they call the governors of different, one of them is trying to go to the Tokyo games. Okay. And, and they're like, 
wait, why do you get an exemption to go anywhere? And they, they got like change.org or, uh, you know, like this sort of like petitions to be like, yo, let's get this person the fuck out. It, it's uh, there's a lot of anger because also like, yo, why is Travis Barker here? What are we doing? You know, like, yeah. why can't, why can't my, why can't my husband be here? But I got to look at fucking the, the, the good Charlotte, you know? So <laughs> That, that's a that's another issue. So who knows? All right. Well, they wrote this, the anthem. Yeah, that's true. Your husband didn't write. Throw your anthem. damn hands up. All right. I think that's a good place to end. Uh, we got to get Patrick to Australia ASAP. Uh, thank you. Good night. And to close out this episode, we have a new song from some old friends of mine from Brooklyn called "The Last Stand." Um, this song is called "I Can't Look Back." It's taken from their split record, split EP, with uh, one choice from Los Angeles. Um, the EP is called From the East Coast to the West Coast, and it comes out this Friday, July 23rd, on Irish Voodoo Records. Check it out. Yeah!